Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. We go back, way back. You guys have been joining us. We're in season three. What are we where are we gearing up to episode 10 of season three? We're almost halfway done with season three already. We're cruising and we couldn't do this without you. So if you want to keep the show going for all the seasons, hey, patreon.com slash talkville to support the podcast even more. We love our patrons. Couldn't do it without you. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash talkville. A lot of perks, a lot of fun. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um our socials are um at Talkville Podcast on the FB, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and at Talkville Pod on the X. X is now Twitter. Ugh. So pretentious, X. It's just stupid. Just stupid. I gotta, I gotta tell you real quick. I was just, I, the, when this airs, it won't be relevant. But I was just in Pittsburgh, and the, uh, the amount of people that show up and sit and just look at me quietly, and they go, "Damn, who's that?" They don't even say, "I listen to the podcast." They just <laughs> quietly look funny? around and they go. Damn, who's that? It's so much fun. Damn, who's that? I always think of it too when I when I'm watching a horror movie. Can you straighten up the Superman poster? It's can, driving me up a goddamn just, wall. Keep going. No other way. Fuck. Keep going right there, and then the other one next to it. Tilt it up. Yep, perfect. Thanks, Ryan. Um, it's amazing how you know I'm a horror nut, as you know, and I'll watch horror movies, and there'll be this creepy thing, and all of a sudden something will happen, and you cut back, and I go, "Damn, who's that?" In my head, and I'm like, it's taking me out of the moment. Uh, Oppenheimer was good, not great. Everybody's saying it's the best thing ever. I, I disagree. I thought it was really good. I give it a, I give it a rose and a half. Um, anyway, we'll continue. Non sequitur. Uh, hey, we're doing some cons. Tom and I will be at cons. We do an evening with Michael and Tom, or Tom and Michael, however you want to look at it. Whoever's he goes bruised that week. Um, and we uh, we're going to Minneapolis in September, DC. Um, Rhode Island, uh, just look at our Instagram. If you go to my Instagram and the link tree, it'll tell you everything I'm doing. I'm on the cameo. We're doing the, uh, podcast. I got inside of you podcast. If you want to watch that really, uh, and both, uh, both DC and Rhode Island are huge fun shows. Like it's going to be a big turnout. And cause as you know, we have limited tickets for the, for the special night that we do. So if, yeah. uh, if you think you're going, Yep. Sign up now. And as Tom said, damn, who's that? You can get those shirts along with tons of merch on the talkvillepodcast.com. And also, uh, we have another print, May Charters, who did a print for us. She's working on a new print. There'll just be 50 exclusive prints of those, and I'll let you know when those come out. Um, all that and more, you can go to the description on any of our handles on social. Ryan, how are you, bud? Oh, I'm doing okay. You look like your beard's growing a little bit. Oh, it's growing quite a bit, laddie. Yeah, for Christ's sake, you sheep stealing hooding bastard. You look like you're a, a freaking woodsman. Feckin' A. Eh? It, it's getting too. <laughs> I might brave the mustache, is what it might happen. You, you grow facial hair really well. I this don't. Tom been, does too. This has been months. Let's just uh, let's climb into it. A lot of great stuff going on. Without further ado, let's get into season three, episode 10. This is called Whisper. We both um, have a lot of thoughts on this one. Um, 
Um, yeah, well, let's let's talk about it. Title was Whisper. It aired January 21st, 2004. Director Thomas J. Wright. He also did Precipice in season two with me and Anson Mount. Remember on the trains? Yes. Oh, yeah. And uh, Ken Horton wrote this one. Ken, who uh, was a, a, the well, editor for uh, most of the seasons and the guy who kind of ran oh, the yeah. editing room. Smallville looks the way it does for two reasons. The, the way the DP shoots it and most importantly, how Ken Horton edited every single one of them yeah you think you know yeah. you, you think oh gosh it's the actors it's the writers but there's they're all integral parts all these pieces yep. fit together to make a show successful or unsuccessful if you have all i the- i love listening to your podcast with james gunn on there and he was like listen the actors are important like don't get me wrong <laughs> but there's all these really really talented people that like oh, yeah. bring these things to life and he was talking about his i don't know it was a set designer or somebody who he gave credit to, um, she's on the screen more than any actor, if you know what I mean, because she created the world. And I thought that was a cool thing that he said that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's certainly a collaboration. If you don't have, like even Christopher Nolan, like the people around him, uh, yeah. all these great directors have people they trust. They could, you know, push their vision forward. I've never worked with him, but people say like Clint Eastwood, when he directs a movie and you, and you go on the set, you're like Academy Award winner, Academy like there's all these Academy oh, Award yeah. winning people from all the departments. It's it's it must well, be amazing. I told you that story about when he directed me, and he's just like he didn't say he never said action. He goes, Michael. He just looked at me as Michael, and I go like that. And he gave me a thumbs up. He goes, Jack. Jack Green is DP for years, and he just went, and the whole nice. s- the whole thing went. He, is yeah. Jack also? Like an old cowboy like Clint Eastwood, or does he have a completely different vibe? Just a different vibe. Just chill. He just him and Clint were both chill dudes. They <laughs> Get were it very done. chill. It's like, well, should we uh, do another one? I don't know. You want to? Now yeah, let's move on. Uh, when um, I know I know we're gonna get to this episode, but there's there's not a lot of time. I mean, when I I learned really quick when I was directing Swavell episodes that I didn't. A lot of times I was in the scene, so I couldn't say action. And then when I wasn't in the scene, I realized I didn't really get much out of it. I would have the first AD say it. Yeah. It just felt odd for me to say it. Yeah. I would have that too. I would I would have the, when yeah. I directed my feature, I, I had the AD say action and roll and all that stuff. All that stuff. I, I didn't want to deal with it. Once I was on <laughs> set, it was hard because then it was cut. It was like, all right, um, let me, I want to look at one thing. But I would never look at my performance. I would always look at the other mm-hmm. actor's performance. I remember the editor calling me on day two and go, hey, um, uh, so just checking in. And I go, what's going, what's wrong? He goes, I just want you to know, I know you're looking out for everybody else, but you're the lead. So just look at your stuff. Just make sure you got, we got, you know, just make sure you're giving yourself another enough takes and you're not just being too yeah. nice to, so I was like, oh, and I, from then, then on, I was like, you know, let's go, I want to do another one. Let's, let's make this work. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta carry this thing. Yeah. Anybody, anybody listening who's going to direct, you have to, you don't want to be egotistical, but you have to do more takes on yourself if you're acting. Yeah, you just have to. You got to give yourself yeah, options. because sometimes it takes a minute to separate. Uh, guest stars, Mika Alberti as Nathan Dean, Felicia Bell Schaefer as Judge Abigail Ross, Camille Mitchell as Nancy Adams, William McDonald as Walt Masterson, also in Riverdale. Synopsis, while saving the day, Clark loses his eyesight. He then must adapt to his new surroundings and new powers in order to save his best friend. All the while, Chloe gets caught up in the crosshairs of Lionel and Lex, and Lex reintegrates to Luther Corp. Reintegrates. Mm. SAT word. Mm. I don't use that word very much. I would just have said. Why would Lex, you? 
Lex goes back to Luther Corp. <laughs> uh, episode begins with Clark window shopping for his mom in Smallville uh, Jewelers. He stopped by Lana on her way to work and apologized for not visiting her while she was in the hospital. But you did visit her, didn't you? No, maybe you, you, you stood there, but you didn't say anything. That's right. right. After being brutally trampled by a horse, she says it's cool and she understands. As she leaves, Clark enters the store and finds himself in the middle of a smash and grab robbery as two thugs, Nathan and Walt, attempt to hold up the store. Nathan uses some sort of sonic scream by gyrating his mouth to stun the people in the store and shatter the jewelry case. Clark sees Walt enter with a gun, uses heat vision to subdue him. However, his heat vision ricochets off a kryptonite medallion and ends up blinding himself. Nathan gets away. Walt gets stopped by the shop owner holding a double barrel shotgun. Tom, are you suspicious of Clark really being blind here? (laughs) <laughs> no, nope. no, no. That's funny. I had a, I have a fan question and an answer to it. Um, the actor who was able to make the sound and his lips are vibrating and his throat is doing that. Um, I don't know if he told them they were going to add that later, because I'm pretty sure that he didn't do that himself. Yeah, I may be wrong, <laughs> but it's sort of like when uh, Justin Hartley was on and he played Green Arrow and. When he watched the first episode and he had family and friends around and he comes on the screen, he's dressed as Green Arrow and all of a sudden he has a Batman voice. I remember him being like, why didn't they tell me? No one told me to do that. And they just kept. It's better like, they didn't voice tell him because then he would have tried to be more, do the voice more instead of like, yeah. To me. The one thing that bothered me in this was the guy put this sock over his head, but it looked just like him. It was no difference, really. By the way, he puts it on after he goes into the store. That's yeah. true, too. What the <clears throat> hell was that? Stupid. <laughs> They do that. I mean, I've seen Stupid. I've seen heist movies before where they have just the the nude colored sock. Yeah, and I it it, it never works. It never, it never works. works what me. is that? I don't well, get it. Because listen, if you put that over your face and you go, if you get caught, you know they 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 pull you in for a lineup. The fact that your nose is like this is it, that's all it does. Is it moves <laughs> yeah, your nose? Wasn't the guy a ginger? You won't be too? identified apparently. What, did he not have time to like go home and cut holes in a beanie? Like, is it just, oh, I forgot about the robbery We're today. Donald I got to go That's to TJ Maxx and you get know, a stocking. You know what I would have liked is if, as soon as he pulled it over his face, if he just like somehow enjoyed the feeling a little bit. <laughs> Jesus. Like, oh, I'm back. Maybe I can grab the stocking and smelled it first. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. night on the Kent farm, Martha and Jonathan are assessing the situation of their newly blinded son. They discuss whether or not they can trust another doctor. They forget he is not half deaf, though, because they have this conversation within earshot. The next day at school, Pete is helping Clark through the halls and lets him know that his mom has been assigned the court case for the criminal who robbed the jewelry store. The legal system moves fast in Smallville. So real quick, I'll tell you that. Um, I want to talk about your blind asked. acting, too. Was it difficult? Because that's this not is, easy. This is what I was going to talk about. And, um, you know, on Instagram, when they when people post, everyone's been asking me. No, no one's been asking. Me. <laughs> no one's no one's been asking me about the blind thing, but I completely ripped off John Glover. Like I went back and I looked at John Glover stuff to see how he was doing blind. And what I came, it, it, it uh, inspired me to kind of come around to what playing blind means you really have to use your ears because even with the glasses off or on you, that your eyes are going, you can't see obviously, but your eyes are going away from almost what you're listening to because you're trying to get your ear closer. And that's kind of what I try to do here. And, you know, this scene with Jonathan and Martha, I really tried to play the upbeat, like, it's okay. I just have to get used to it. And John, I remember John Schneider being like, it's interesting you're not upset. (laughs) 
You know what's funny? Is there's a scene where Pete gets kidnapped and you're blind, so you can't help him, but it would have been cool to see you blind super speeding into a brick wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like just randomly like or how about you you could follow the truck? I guess, yeah. But your hearing was all whacked, so probably your equilibrium was effed. But um and then there's there's a moment which we'll talk about. I don't want to forget it when he jumps off that he jumps on the back of a truck and then yeah. he jumps off of it and kind of goes <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it was really odd, but it wasn't I mean it's you know, it was just but it was this episode I was like, oh, God, freak of the week, freak of the week. And then I realized it dawned on me that, oh, this is when he gets his super hearing. Mm-hmm. So this, mm-hmm. it, it, it made me like the episode a little more because of that. But yeah. if it wasn't that, this this episode would have shit the bed. Um, yeah. Lana shows up to offer a helping hand to Clark, but he tells her that his blindness doesn't change anything between them. As she leaves, Clark suddenly acquires an overwhelming super sense uh, sense of hearing, and we can hear everything vividly near and far, including a call between Chloe and Lionel about resurfacing her Clark investigation. That was really cool. Um, uh, I guess whatever was on your mind and you were focused on, I don't know that you just started to hear random things. It was it was that was kind of a cool thing. I um, for some reason I remember asking Beth our. Um, Script supervisor. script supervisor to read the scene, read both voices, not as their voices, but to read the scene between Chloe and Lionel. So I could just be listening to it. I wasn't like fake listening. She was actually reading the scene off camera. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Clark rushes back home to share his uh, super hearing skills with his parents. Lex shows up to check on his friend and both talk about their recent bouts with physical uh, and or mental illness and the stigma it carries with people around them. Lex tells him he's going back to work at Luther Corp, and Clark tells him to be careful because Lionel wants him uninvolved and sharpening pencils, which I thought that was really cool. And I like the dynamic between us because usually I'm like, oh, come on, Clark. Clark, don't worry about that. I got this. And then he was like, wait a minute. No. This sounds too specific. He must be Yeah, the truth. it was very it's considerate. I saw Lex being very considerate and very kind. Maybe you should have said, Lex, do me a favor. Don't tell your father Make up a name of where you heard it from, because <laughs> he's going to go right to I Chloe. Uh, Clark know. overhears a conversation between his parents. Martha's concerned about Jonathan, who seems more and more tired, and suggests they hire another hand for the farm. Jonathan denies it because they are barely getting by. Having had enough with her son and husband brushing off attempts to get help, Martha tells Jonathan they aren't supermen and need to agree to get some help. I love the way Annette did this, the way she kind of calls out both Clark, both Jonathan and Clark. Like, you guys, why can't you just, you know, and by the way, foreshadowing, heart attack for Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was really good in that part. I, t- I took note as well, Tom. Yeah. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks and it was the best meat I've had. And I'm not, I want, I'm going to name drop, but I went, I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house and we barbecued and I put these on the grill and I don't know what it was, but good shop completely sold me. Uh, You can choose from over 70 high quality cuts 
100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to be say Yeah, it's... Uh, I really am. When I get these boxes... I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh, Good Chops price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries. So you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed. And frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money Back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Chop. Go to goodchop.com slash Talkville120 and use code Talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at Talkville120 at goodchop.com slash Talkville120 for $120 off. Good Shop dot com slash talkville 120 code talkville 120 this episode is sponsored by better help you know a lot of us wish we had more time but time for what if time was unlimited how would you use it the best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Lana makes a visit to Lex at Luther Mansion, learning that her medical bills were covered as an apology for having her injured by the horse. In their convo, Lex learns that Clark and Lana's relationship has dwindled and there's a new Adam in town. Uh, my, uh, was it on paper of uh, your choice to play Lex this way after coming back from the mental institution? Feels different than pre-institution Lex. Yes. Um, that, Bryce asked me that. But I wanted it to be sort of like ambiguous, more ambiguous, more like light and like dreamy, almost like he's not. He's a little bit. He's a little bit out of it, but not out of it. <laughs> well, a little Zoloff or a little, a little Xanax uh, a little coming down off a mushroom high? A little bit Xanaxed. Yeah. Just a little bit more calm and, you know, we'll see what happens. For the first time this season, Chloe rolls up to the farm in her red bug. She asks Clark where Pete has been because they were supposed to double team 
a news story and Clark makes a jab. Is that a, is that a, do we have a new t-shirt now? Clark, Another new uh, t-shirt? double team. Clark makes a jab suggesting Lionel helped her land it. And after this, Chloe opens up about all the digging she's been doing in Clark's life and Lex's wedding as retaliation for seeing he and Lana together. Before Chloe leaves, she says she thought out of all the people, Clark would understand making a stupid decision. You know what I thought about this seat is how is the first time I've really seen Clark set somebody up and like like sneak up an argument on them. Like he really just like what do you what do you call it when it's like a sneak it, it like ambushed Chloe. Ambushed. He like, come on over, I need I gotta talk to you. And then he's yeah. like, Wow. I like that. Really ambushed. And her. she was kind of like, you thought she was gonna lie, and she just kind of couldn't because she knew he he knew. Uh yeah. unable to visit anyone in this episode, Clark has visited on the farm again. But this time by Pete, followed by Pete as a tow truck driven by Nathan. He yells for Pete to get in the truck and then uses his sonic scream to stun both guys. And this allows him to kidnap Pete and then peel out of the farm. Sheriff Adams shows up to the Kent farm and tells the Kents that Clark's ear witness testimony isn't much evidence. As the Kents express their frustration, Judge Ross walks into their home, lets everyone know that if she does not drop all the charges against Walt, Pete will be killed. Is this the first and only time we see Pete's mom? Yeah, perhaps. I think so. She did a good job. Pretty lady. She's the town good actress. She's the town judge, and this was it. That How sucks. often do you see the town judge? I mean, that's like a pretty important person in a small town like Smallville, right? I guess. And with all the criminals, <laughs> with well, all this criminal activity, it's got to be. If she's you look busy. up, if you look up um, crime, this has got to be number one in the country <laughs> per capita. It's like Fresno. Oh, dude. Later in the barn, Jonathan and Martha find Clark making a whole lot of ruckus trying to focus his hearing. He gets frustrated and is starting to get desperate, wanting to help save his friend. Martha and Jonathan decide to help Clark, and after a few attempts, it seems to be working. And I really loved how Jonathan was sort of mouthing those lines. It was cool. I hadn't seen that. Usually, it's always sound. We have to hear it. He was like, and the audience is kind of like wanting to hear it. It was like, it was well done. Over at Luther Mansion, we see Lex being greeted into uh, in his office by father. Lex tells Lionel that he believes his welcome back to Luther Corp is nothing more than a title. Lionel says it's true that he has been disappointed with his performance in the past. He needs to prove himself, and whoever is feeding him information is trying to drive a wedge between them. Son, Lex, son, Lex, son, Lex, son. Uh, Jonathan and Clark head into town to search for Pete while Jonathan goes on the hunt. Lana stops by to keep company with Clark. They make up, and Clark says now that his life is different, maybe they can be together because he doesn't want to be alone. He goes to hold her hand, and she pulls away, ready to leave him alone. Now that I can't see you, I think we can make this work. Hell, you know, I, I'm going to need help for the next 50 years of my life, so I'm blind. So <laughs> I, I want to be with you now. <laughs> I want to be a burden for you. Yes. As she's about to leave, Clark hears the same sound that came from the tow truck that abducted Pete. He tells Lana to go get his father, but to make sure the truck doesn't get away. Clark hops in the back. Luckily, the driver didn't notice any of this crap. Nathan drives his truck back to the tow yard and ties Pete up. Pete frees himself from the duct tape mouth bondage and yells for help before getting knocked out. I feel like there could have been, you know, jumping on the back of the the tow truck. I wanted to to think it was like um, Back to the Future. When yeah, he kind of yeah. jumps on the back. Yeah. And I, it would have been cool if the camera was sort of 
moving around as Clark was le- and jumping on. Like, give some movement yeah, because it, it was really too looked, easy. Looked it was like, too simple. It looked like some seven or it looked like some six foot four farm boy just like climbing on the back of a pickup, like a yeah truck. I was just like, what? Clark hears this, rushes inside. Nathan stops him before he can get any closer by taking a blowtorch to Clark's eyes and saying, "How's that, blind man?" Nathan then takes Pete, leaves, but as they do, Clark seems to regain some of his vision. So the heat helps Clark regain his vision. You'd think he'd put that together, right? Like he can still feel the blowtorch is hot? I I just was sort of, you know. You, you let it go. You let it go, Tom. Sometimes just, you got to like, let this crap go. You can't be dwelling on uh, things that are uh, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if Clark, if Clark knew that the sun gave him so much power, I would think he'd go out and stare at the sun yeah. to heal himself. But, but we're not. That's, yeah. What are you going to do? The next day on the farm, Jonathan and Martha get the update on Clark's new drunk goggle vision. Before they get to let Clark go back out and fight crime, they make him visit the optometrist and get a pair of super cool glasses. By the way, I didn't like that. I, I wanted the glasses to be big yes it would have been right on the nose but it would have been cool instead of those little skinny tiny glasses on your head yeah i like the glasses i don't i don't know what that choice was those glasses i don't recall what ryan they made such a point of not going to a doctor earlier and then they just sort of smash cut to oh the doctor visits over you know what i mean like you have super eyes that can do x-ray and lasers and yeah, I mean, they sort of had to skirt around that because there was they made such a big deal about not going to the doctor because the last time the doctor stole Ellen Clark's Bryce, blood, right? And now they're just sort of like, like what? What did that optometrist see? I mean, it, it couldn't have been a normal visit. Well, what you if you don't see your it, boy shoots lasers out of his face, out <laughs> his face laser. I like face I like blast you said, what is, what and face it? laser. What that did night, the optometrist see? Yeah. That <laughs> night in Metropolis, Lionel Luther is visited by Chloe in his office. Lionel's pissed, thinking that she's talked to Lex. She tells her, he tells her that her Daily Planet column is canceled unless she feeds him in the info she told Lex. She flips this and threatens to go to the Daily Planet with Jordan and Lionel. He snaps back. You don't know who you're messing with. I'm Lionel Luther. Yeah. Lex, son. The next day at Smallville, courthouse we see judge ross preparing to let walt go in order to save her son as she heads into the courtroom we see clark ears uh dropping on a phone call to nathan uh he hears their plan to get rid of pete at the junkyard clark heads to the yard and confronts nathan uses nathan uses his sonic scream stunning clark and somehow causing a pile of cars to collapse we see clark super speed away to safety but the pile ends up falling on nathan and crushing him i like that we actually see nathan get crushed I like yeah. that we see the body. That was kind of hor- horrific. Yeah, I was. I was kind of hoping. I was kind of hoping his feet would just be sticking out, like the wicked, like the witch. wicked witch of the west, <laughs> and the house. Uh, Clark uses hearing deductive reasoning to find Pete in the truck of a car being smashed. He uses super strength to stop the machine and rescue his friend in the nick of time. It was kind of a cop out. Usually, they have really good effects and things for the machine and he just put his back pushed it <laughs> and made a sound it was effective but it was like eh, the audience wanted more i'm sure i mean you forget that he's the strongest person on the planet and so we don't always have to show it yeah they needed that's, that's that's good enough they were saving money yeah Ryan. let's be honest yeah 
The next day at the town, we see Pete spitting game about heroically saving the day. Chloe walks in, glad they're both her friends or uh, both her friends are feeling better, but then tells them her Daily Planet column got canned and her dad got fired from Luther Corp by Lex. That was unfair. Clark goes to confront Lex in his office. Lex tells Clark he assumed Chloe's father was responsible for spreading the rumors about him. Clark can't object to this because the truth was his superhearing ability. Lex sees this as a win because Lionel thinks he's weak and he was able to keep Clark out of it. Clark returns home after he sees Lana in the reflection of a mirror. His vision returns to 2020. Lana showed up to tell Clark that the reason she pulled away from him earlier was because she met Adam. Before she, le- before she leaves to go to work, Clark thanks her for being honest. And then we get played out to cold and empty by Kid Rock. Okay, what I liked about ah. the scene, I don't. I hate that song. It was a Kid Rock song? I don't like Kid Rock. It, it felt like, I mean, it felt like the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah. It, just, it felt like in that vein, but I was like, ah. Yeah, but what I like is when Clark, when she says, you know, he goes, the fact that you're telling me means it's more than that or something like that. Wow. That was really a good delivery. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, Talana. All right. Um, I don't remember anything about this episode. Do you, Tom? Not not except a few things I told you. Um, but yeah. I mean, I probably use this episode going forward when I would ever use superhearing. I probably would reference what we set up for this, you know, trying to really listen, like ear first toward what you're listening to. You know, it's funny. I don't know why it was called Whisper. I mean, people weren't whispering. Jonathan Jonathan whispered. whispered. I guess he whispered, yeah. It sort of cut (laughs) through the noise, I think, was the theme, right? Call it cutting through the noise, but each episode was... (laughs) It's all a one 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 word thing. Interesting things of note. Interesting things of note. This episode marks the first and only on-screen appearance by Pete's mother. While most filmed exterior shots of buildings were primarily done around the Vancouver area, the exterior shots of the Smallville Courthouse is actually of the Massachusetts State House in Boston, Massachusetts. Who knows that? Well, Bryce. Bryce, congratulations. Jeez, Bryce. Um, wow. A new car. All right. It is time for the hotline. Oh, Let's get to it. I got to hear these questions. Line. Two, one, yeah. three, jet cute. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. 
Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. We love your questions. Keep them short if you can. Patron privilege, patreon.com slash talkville, and uh, join Patreon today and support the podcast. Here's speaking of leaf blowers, because we could hear leaf blowers <laughs> in the back. This is Thomas, the leaf blower. Uh, my gardener comes today. Here we go. Let's go, Thomas. Hey, it's Thomas, the leaf blower from Niagara Falls, Canada. I have a question for the season three episode, Whisper. In this episode, we see Clark wear glasses for the first time. And I was wondering if there's any behind the scenes talk, if the glasses were going to become an ongoing permanent thing, or if they knew right there and then that it was just a one-off for this one episode. Thanks, TLB. Um, Did they tell you? Did they say? I, would, I, I, I mean, if you know, once you read the episode, you realize they come off. So I don't think there was a, a real concern. Hmm. Just yeah. D. D's not. Well, it's kind of cool that they had two things in this episode that were like alluding to the future of Clark Kent. Yeah. The glasses. Yep. I and like super that. Super hearing. Hi, guys. Jess D here from England. This is regarding season three, episode 10, Whisper. We seem to have stumbled upon another Freak of the Week episode, but not really at the same time. It was kind of kept to a minimum. Did you think that was one of the better ones? Thank you. Uh, No. Uh, it was it was definitely one of the better freak of the weeks because it 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 ha- it's sort of like it it facilitated or pushed the story of Clark superhearing along, so I, I yeah. think it propelled that storyline, and uh, you needed it, and that was the story they came up with. Um, I don't know I if think, they needed a freak of the week, but I also think that this this episode suffers a little bit because it follows two big episodes. Like it really, like yeah. we were on, yeah. like we were on such a wave, and then this one comes in, and you're kind of, I, I just felt myself, I don't know, I was disappointed but, because uh, I want yeah. all the episodes to sort of kind of go, have that feel to it, and I guess, um, for whatever reason, you can't. Um, well, remember, it's one out of four, right? Yeah, but like they one out of four episodes can together. really be there good. Was a, there was a through line. There was action storyline moving forward and uh, you know i guess some of the stories moved on you got the lex and uh lionel and chloe thing going on mm-hmm. you got the uh lana and uh clark drifting apart as she found someone else she got his super hearing um you know uh here we go marissa marissa what do you think what's your question let's it's gonna be a good one i can feel it my name is Ressa, and I'm calling because right now we're watching Smallville. Season 3, episode 10. Lana has just recovered from getting stomped by the horse after Lex was crazy and pushed her in underneath the horse. And she is mad at Clark, but she's not mad at Lex. And I just want to know, Lex is the person that caused her to have the injury in the first place. So why would she be mad at Clark? I don't think she was that mad at Clark, was she? I don't remember her being that mad at Clark. This episode, she didn't seem angry. Well, you, you have to remember the last episode, she talks about it's dangerous for her to be around him. Yeah. Um, so that's there's an underlining thing in that. But I don't. I didn't feel like... I know what she means. Because she's not actually mad at Lex, 
you know, she goes to see Lex and she's like, hey, thanks for paying my bills. Everything's cool. When it was really Lex who threw her under the horse. You know, I wonder if like they should add dialogue where it's like, Lex, I know this was just another episode where you're not yourself. I, I've had those episodes where I'm not myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> so this is just everybody's not themselves all the time. So if you do horrible things, I'll, I'll let it go. Yeah. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Nicodemus again. <laughs> Nicodemus. You got Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Who's this? Hi, this is Victoria from Vancouver. For Tom, I've heard that he can, he can give people headaches to pretend to be blind and have to always sort of have that sort of focus. Do you remember? Did, was that hard? Did you? Are there any bloopers where you were looking at things, Lionel style? Um, thanks. Bye. Lionel style. Sorry, what was the? Well, did you have any headache? pains or headaches from pretending you were blind? Not that I recall. I don't really get headaches. I don't either. Like when I get a headache, it's really, it's really odd. Like I have to, I'm like, what's going on? Cause I don't really get them. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think if anything, I was probably entertaining myself really just having to like play something different, you know? Hmm. Cause, cause Smallville, if you watch Smallville, it's so much about eye contact and eye lines and like always connection. looking off the camera into someone eyes and connection. And so it was probably a little bit of a breath of fresh air to just not really have to look at anybody. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Carlos, what is your question, Carlos? Hello, Ryan, Michael, and Tom. This is Carlos Z from El Paso, Texas. My question is about episode 10, season 3, Whisper. This was the first appearance of Clark's famous glasses in Smallville. My question is, Tom, did you have any input on the glasses? And how come the glasses didn't become a mainstay on the show from this point on? Uh, I don't recall, but I'm I'm sure I had some version of an opinion. They They usually bring you some choices that and then you put them on and everybody gets to weigh in a little bit on what might look good or what works. But, uh, and then the second question, which we talked about, uh, no, because, you know, when you read the episode, you see that the, they don't, the glasses go yeah, away. Normally what we do is when we put on glasses or whatever, we look to Steve, the wardrobe guy and go, Steve, what do you think? He goes, <laughs> he'll go, ugh, don't wear those. Or he'll go, yeah, yeah. And, and we listen to him. I'm sorry. Did Steve decide on those sunglasses at the end of season two, though? Was that oh, a Steve choice? Alex no. Ones. That's they how bad the, they are. He the must have not been there that day. I don't know. Peter, Peter. I'm glad. I'm glad Clark didn't put those sunglasses back on. By the way, that would have been so. Well, these bad. were a similar shape. Hi, this is Peter from Toronto calling about the season three episode Whisper. The ending of this episode is utterly fantastic with Clark and Lana reluctantly breaking up and Clark hearing Lana cry as she drives away. My question is, how much of that uh, Clark and the audience hearing Lana crying is written in the script and how much is a directorial decision? Now, I don't expect you guys to still remember the script, but perhaps with your insight on similar scenes, you can give me your best guess. All right, thanks, guys. All right, by the way, I will say that was a great moment where he hears her. That's a good tie-in a good resolve that the last thing he hears is her crying because she really does love him and it's tragic i thought that was a great moment in fact i bet that's one of the moments that ryan chooses as his favorite scene uh no okay because well, of the kid it. rock <laughs> oh yeah because of the kid rock because i don't need that um by, by the way i, 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 I like don't, the I don't I, no one has here's the thing about kid rock no <laughs> one has more no one has more fun playing music and being a rock star than Kid Rock. He was just up there being like, I don't care if you like this or not. Look at me roll. <laughs> like, he just lived the dream. His first song That's was the one called thing I do Ball like with the Ball. Rock. I just can't stand him. 
Uh, but no, that that scene was emotional though. I, I thought it was really interesting, and like to use the hearing at the end to hear Lana Carter. I thought, yeah, I agree. I didn't think that was nice. Here's Sherry. Oh, Sherry, I'm in love. Oh, Sherry, I'm in love. Oh, Hi, this is, is that what he says? Again, this question is for Tom. Personally, myself as a TBI brain injury person, I had to develop other senses during my recovery. My question is for you as a person, as you, Tom, did you find yourself with heightened senses when you were filming? Like you were smelling things more because you were like closing your eyes when you were in sunglasses or uh, could you, were you more aware of touch? Were you more aware of sound? Um, did it affect you as a person? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it affected me as a person. I think from a performance standpoint, I probably was able to listen more to what people were saying because I really wasn't looking at them. It almost takes the, the pressure off. You're only listening. Um, and I think there's a, there's a couple little things that I saw me doing where words that people were saying were, were affecting how I was standing or, or turning my head, which I didn't maybe normally do before. And I thought that was a fun exercise. Hmm. Thank you, Sherry. Now yeah. for Kristen B. Kristen. This better be a good one, Kristen. This is patron Kristen B. from Columbus. My question is for the episode Whisper. With all of Clark's abilities, why do you think Martha is so quick to believe that Clark won't get his sight back? Thanks, guys. <laughs> I think she's being uh, very parental and very just pragmatic and seeing this like, we can't just wish this away, guys. This is the reality. I thought it was, um, I think we needed that. Hmm. And sight, I mean, on TV shows, it comes back, but sight isn't one of those things that just sort of come, like, you don't expect it to come back. That's a huge thing yeah. to lose. You know, I went blind once. Yeah. Actually? Yeah, I what? had a thing called vagal vaser. Um, where they put this needle in my arm to get blood, and the woman didn't know what she's doing. They kept poking it to get the vein, and my arm was swelling up. And I looked down, and for some reason, my I just started to pass pass out, and I collapsed. And uh, they were Michael, 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 stay with us, Michael, Michael. And then I could start to hear like muffled, like Jess, uh, my assistant was pretty much in tears because she watched one of her friends pass away like that or and um i remember wow. i opened my eyes and it was black and i just go uh can you please go i, I don't know what it was you'd think you'd freak wow. out i just go um could you please get the doctor in here i can't see um that would be great oh. and it was about 45 seconds of absolute blindness and all of a sudden a million things went through my brain it, it was like Okay, what are you gonna do? Okay, let's calm down. Maybe you're gonna get this back. This is gonna, this is temporary. You're gonna and all wow. these things went through, and it was even though it was overwhelming, my body like if you have an injury, how that injury your 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 blood and everything kind of defend, defends it and goes to that area to try and heal you. It was almost like mentally, it was it was kind of coming to my. I don't know. I didn't freak out, but I was it was scary. Wow, it was only forty five seconds, man, but it was scary. Uh, this is. Haley well, or Haile Heikinen, patron from Finland. Haley Heikinen. Tom, any behind the scenes uh, or discussion of how you guys were going to film the super hearing? Any ideas got scrapped? Do you remember anything like that? 
Um, I don't really recall anything, but usually what we would do with this stuff is I would try to get an idea of what the frame was and work with the camera guy because you don't want to look the wrong way if they're going into your ear. You know what I mean? Like, how much should I turn my head? Because I've said this before, but Hitchcock has this quote about Hitchcock. He says, this actress was acting on, on a movie and he said, darling, you can do whatever you want, but if the camera doesn't see it, it doesn't happen. And I don't even know that's what he sounded like. <laughs> But the idea of how much you turn your head based upon the camera is probably something we worked on. Um, and you don't want to turn your head. Like if I turn my head this way and then I look this way, that's just weird. You almost have to turn your head, but then look that way. So you stay with the eyes. So little things like so that. So you have to just trust the uh, director and camera operators and like know yeah. that they have your back. That's tough too, because sometimes you see shows and they're just, they don't take the time and the effort to really care that much. They right. just shoot them and shoot them and not give a shit. Um, well, I, I, going back to the first time we did X-ray vision, I think I told this story, but it was one of those things where they they were all set up and I realized, how do I do this? And they were like, ah, uh, you know, like you're the actor. See shit, and dude. I was like, well, see stuff. <laughs> see through <laughs> things. Go action. Yeah. They had that sweet animation of going inside of your ear that they had to use a few times. I hated that. It's like, come a on. A little wishbone in there. Yeah. Yeah. Rose and bomb rating. This was a tough you know one because you wanted to not like it, but there were some important things in it and the super yeah. hearing. And uh, I will start. I don't usually start. I'm going to give this one. I'll give it a half a rose. Heater for me. A Just a heater for Thomas. Oh, yeah. Very rare, but they happen. Ryan, don't listen to Tom. Go with your own gut. I was going to say half. All right. Well, then a half it is. So Tom, he maybe got, for the first time in history, yeah. has the lowest score. <laughs> he Perhaps got a new so. power, I guess. That's what gave it a half rose. Or it would have been a half a bomb, maybe. Or a, or a heater, for sure. Yeah. I just, if it wasn't for this podcast, I don't think I would have gotten through the episode. That was yeah. sort of my thing. Like, I was watching it on an airplane, and I was watching it, and I was like, I, uh, I just, you know. Yeah, and you're to tired, watch, too, after a con. You're I like, have to uh, watch this. Yeah. Um, death and safe count. Death and safe One count. dead. Nathan makes a pile fall onto himself. So I guess he kills himself inadvertently. Yeah, Clark saved Pete from being crushed through 10 episodes in season three. 12 dead. 15 saved. Series 71 dead. 85 saved. And now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. Did you have one? I, I eked one out, yeah. Um... Scene one, uh, laser beaming the kryptonite in the beginning. Uh, scene two, Annette O'Toole's acting, calling them supermen. Uh, and scene three, the whisper training. Oh. You ready, Tom? Yep. One, two, three, super hearing. Annette. I said super hearing. He said Annette. Yeah, super hearing, like the whisper training? Yeah. Yeah, that part. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. It's tough because, you know, he talked about Annette in the episode. So you, that's why I thought you might. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you, Ryan. That is the episode. Stick around next week as we recover things from season three, episode 11 called Delete or Delete. Uh, let us know what you think. Send in um, voice messages, questions, all that stuff. Uh, thank you, patrons. Patreon.com slash talk to support the podcast and keep us going with a little podcast that could. Both my podcasts without patrons uh, couldn't be done. 
Um, you it can helps. go on my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum link tree gives you everything we're doing, including cameo and merch stores and all that stuff. Great stuff there. Um, and if you want more info, you just go there. That's, that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I got to get back on the cameo. I've been, I was lazy about it and I turned it off for a while. I got to get back on there. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. That's fun. And if you want to get some zooms with me and Tom, go to talkvillepodcast.com and tons of merch. Yep. And stuff. Um, all right. That's it. Remember folks always. Hold on to Smallville. I gotta whisper it. Oh, remember, folks, <laughs> always hold on to Smallville. <laughs> Joe Bud Ryan. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you wanna find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. All right, how can we forget our top tiers? We just never will because without you, we wouldn't be here. Patreon.com slash Talkville. Thank you for the love and support. And now the top tiers get their shout outs. So we got to do it. Tom, take us off. Uh, just a quick shout out to all of you who listen to this on Wednesdays when you go to work. I've heard being here a lot of you at the cons. Uh, thank you for all your patience listening to us being idiots. So here we go. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Leah, and Kristen. Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower, Sophie M, Betsy D, who we just talked to, Ray mm-hmm. H, Karen Apple M, Danielle B, 99 more, Leilani N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, SFN G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Lana Rhymes with Banana W, Nancy D, <laughs> and Brian G. Sarah W, Amanda R, Teddy127, Michael P, Theo M, Ryan R, Jordan M, Hillary B, Randy B, Craig G, Christy R, Karen P, Jarrell, Heather and Greg, Nico P, I made Talkville say butts, Brian H, Eric K, lovely Kristen B, Craig C, Ashley Ryan, Nanine W, Stephanie K, and Darth Achilles. Thinky, Tamara H, H, not itch, I'm sorry. Jeez. Stephen F, damn. Who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Tommy Z, Boston, 68, Ken G, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade, Amanda K, Jesse C, Claire M, D, Brown, Karen Era M. Yes. Why was that the hard part? <laughs> L. Supremo, Leslie V, McBurtz, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Michelle M, Andrew. Brittany S, Marisol P, Veronica Q, Sebastian F, Sourpuss C, Matthew and Lincoln B, Carol B, The Coopers, Mary and Louise L, CGO, Cindy G, Nikki L, Big Bash, Bosch's Lemon Pledge, Shannon Fofan and M, Brian S, Tina E, Matt R, Anthony R, Jen T, Jess D, Cassie B, Felicia R, Danny M, DS the RN, JS, Rachel D, When You're Rich, You Aren't Crazy, You're Eccentric. And Paul Wesley, Paul W. We love you guys. Thank you. 
as always, don't know what else to Thank say. Thank you. Other than thanks and continue watching. We really appreciate it.